and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does somebody shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. Back on the show for the first time since, I think, July or August, Brandon Sprague. What's going on, man? Hi, Ken. How we doing, man? Thanks for having me back on. It's an honor as a subscriber and reader and listener of the Rose Garden Report. It's an honor to be back on with you. How yeah. you doing? I'm I'm good. I mean, so the, la- the last time I had you on was after you and Dirt did the Joe Cronin interview on, yeah. uh, on your show. And we were just talking about just how wild it was that the GM was willing to actually do... <laughs> A radio interview, which was not. And since then, you've had you had Joe, you and Danny had Joe on uh, Jack Ramsey's, like right before the season started. Yeah, we got lucky in that way, and and you know I you know this because people have filmed you talking to Joe uh, courtside. Joe, yeah, that's guy. something that that's something that has happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's at least accessible, and he makes it to where maybe he doesn't give every you know tidbit of information, no, but at least he's right. willing to talk and converse and be nice to people. Yeah, have you you? I know you were at as a fan, like as a, as a as a spectator. You were at the game the other night with the you were you were there for the the Dame game, right? The Dame. Uh, uh, oh, you the were there record? for you were, the one the one where they did the ceremony. I was not actually not at that game. I thought about buying tickets. I thought but you I, said you were at that one. No, oh, you were at one of the ones before. I was at the Denver game where I thought he won it, and then oh, Jamal Murray yeah. did the step back, and yeah, that was devastating. Were you at the one uh, the other night when Gary Payton uh, played? No, I I, I got to start being better of when I go weekdays because I do the radio show 6 a.m. It's a lot harder for me to do that. I did that uh-huh. Denver game on a Thursday, and waking up at 4 a.m. was not fun. So I got to aim for like Friday, Saturday type games. Yeah. How are you, just generally speaking, I kind of, I wanted to get you on because I wanted to do just, just sort of a general vibe check now. We're almost halfway through the season. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? Dude, I, I'm actually pretty excited. Uh, I know that might be controversial to a certain extent, given the team is, you know, where they started and kind of where they're at, right. but I, not to steer it away from the Blazers, but I can't remember... Uh, as a league pass guy, I can't remember enjoying a season as much as I'm enjoying this one. I like agree. Every night, Sean, we turn on our TV. If we're not watching the Blazers and watching Dame and company, I get to watch Giannis go for 50 easily. I get to watch Luca go for 60. I get to watch uh, Donovan Mitchell get 71 in overtime and beat the Bulls. Like it's just, it's a premium of offense. I think it's the most talented the league's ever been. And I know that makes 90s basketball fan really upset to say, but the international aspect of this league has changed this thing. And so I know we'll get into the Blazers and some of their defensive woes, but it's not like there's a whole lot of defense being played in the league this day. So uh, I'm enjoying it. The team is a little better than I, I kind of thought they would. Not by uh-huh. a lot, but a little bit. And, you know, we imagine there's going to be a trade. And now GP2 is back. And hopefully he can get more healthy and start being more in the in the swing of things. But I'm enjoying it. It's a great season. 
Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you we brought you know you were starting with the GP two thing because there's just been such a and I get it certainly, but and I because and I've talked about this before, but the organization I don't think handled the messaging very well around that entire situation. But every time he got ruled out for a game, I would just you know either it be in my mentions or you know i'd be like I, I look i look on reddit i look in like various discord servers just to kind of get a pulse for like what people are talking about because that's kind of part of the part of the gig for for me is just to kind of see what the conversation is every time he doesn't play in a game it's is this festus azili all over again the blazers are just <laughs> cursed and then even honestly even yesterday so he played in that first game against detroit he only played 13 minutes, but he looked pretty good. He looked, you know, exactly like you, you know, he did exactly the kind of stuff you expect Gary Payton II to do. He did this kind of stuff mm-hmm. that he was doing against the Warriors. Then they came out with the injury report yesterday. We're recording this at about noon or 1230 on uh, Wednesday. They play uh, Minnesota in a few hours. So we're not going to talk about that game very much because by the time most people listen to this, it's going to be dated. But uh, they come out with the injury report yesterday. And he's listed as questionable with a right ankle sprain. He tweaked his ankle in like early in his first half shift of the Pistons game. He stayed in Mm -hmm. and then he came back in and played in the second half. And then he said after the game that he felt fine. So like this ankle injury is really probably, I I have no idea whether he's going to play tonight or not. He he may, he may not. As we're recording this, I don't know. It's not anything serious, but as soon as like they list him, he comes back after you know missing the first you know almost half the season. He's listed as questionable with a very minor ankle thing, and people just go right back into, "Oh my God, we're cursed! We just got him back, and now he's already hurt again. This is a disaster!" Like, and <laughs> what what is it that like makes it? I mean, I know part of it is just that like there's the history with this franchise of like you know with the Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, Bill Walt, like all of that, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, people just go immediately to worst-case scenario on everything. I don't know whether that's because of the history of the franchise or that's just because people online, like, in this day and age, not even just in sports, are just generally pessimistic about everything. But it's always just really interesting to me to watch. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I agree 100% with what you said at the beginning there on GP. Like, the messaging got completely haywire. Like, mm-hmm. the team coming out and saying, you know, we aim for him to be ready by opening night. And then that turned into... I think some nah, one of the reevaluated national, in two weeks. Yeah, reevaluated, right? Well, the, I, we, well, their first mistake, and this is the, the other the thing that kind of made it. And I still like I've asked. I still haven't gotten really a good answer for why they did this, but they didn't announce the surgery until September, like a week before training camp, and he had the surgery in July. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is something like I've 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 said this directly to you know the people involved like i think that like i think overall since the you know new regime took over about a year ago i think overall they've done a pretty good job of being transparent about this kind of stuff they've been pretty good about giving regular updates like when dame was out with the calf and when other guys have been out with stuff this was the one thing that i think they haven't handled the right way well you know here's the thing i i i agree with that first of all but second like i i was going back and i was thinking about this because we talked about this on on our pod and and like the reaction to it which by the way there's like four people who cover this team on a consistent basis it's got to drive you nuts you're you're writing a great piece on gp and his in his return and 
you're putting in there not Festus Azili. This is not the same thing. Well, the other thing. So here's what here here's the thing, and I actually got thrown a curveball, and I kind of I and this is you know this is on me for just like not do you know taking the one extra step, but uh, and you will have gotten this because you're an email subscriber. Yeah, but I've had the post in drafts for like two weeks. Whenever he was upgraded to questionable, because I had just assumed that the first step when he was going to return was the day, because the day before the game at five o'clock, they have to turn in the injury report for the following day's games. Mm -hmm. And he's always been listed as out since the season started. And so what I assumed was going to happen was if he was like, if he had said, I'm going to play against Detroit, then the day before the game, they would have upgraded. They would have listed him as questionable. And so I had the headline in my email subject line to send out in the newsletter Gary Payton upgraded to questionable nearing return. Yeah. I changed, and, and like in, in my system, this is getting into a little bit of in the weed stuff here, but this is just how much like it can kind of mess with us when we, you know, when you're on the beat and you have to just kind of have this stuff uh, ready to go. I've had that post in draft for like two weeks and you just have to change the details of like, this right. is the game that he's going to play. This is the game, blah, blah, blah. He's missed this many games. Like you just update that kind of stuff in the post. When the injury report came out, and he was just straight up not on the injury report, he wasn't listed as questionable, listed as probable, they just didn't have him on the injury report, which clearly was a signal that he was going to play. Uh, I changed the headline for the website article to say Gary Payton available to play versus Pistons. I did not click the one extra box to also change the email subject line because they're two different things in the system. <laughs> so when then like I just clicked it, I was like, okay, this is this is happening. I got to get this out right away. I changed mm -hmm. the headline. I forgot to click that one box, and so it went up on the website with the proper headline that said Gary Payton available versus Pistons. But the email that went out to my however many subscribers I have said Gary Payton upgraded to questionable, even though that wasn't what happened, just because I had assumed for three weeks or whatever that that was what was going to happen. And then right. I immediately had to send out a correction email just be like, hey, the subject line of my last email was wrong. So I was just kind of annoyed at myself for that. But yeah, it's like, I mean, there have been, you know, some people that cover the team that have complained about the amount of questions that Chauncey has been asked about this. Mm -hmm. But I mean... The job is the job as much as like we, even if we know he's not going to say anything new about it, like our job when we have access to these people, I mean, you and I talked about this on the last time I had you on when we were talking about Joe being willing to go on your show. Our job when we have access to these people is to ask the questions that the fans want to know the answers to. And the number one question with this team for the last month really has been, when is Gary Payton going to play? And so when, you know, Chauncey, I guess, is the one because like Joe hasn't done like a formal, you know, press conference since media day and they hadn't made Gary to, available to us in a while. And so Chauncey is the one that is out there to field those questions. And so we have to ask him. Well, you know, that's it, one. That's an odd thing for people to complain about. Like it's one of their few. I mean, he was a pretty big deal when they picked him up. They yeah. gave him a contract. Like he that's was not their big some, free agency signing. He yeah. Was, that was, wasn't some vet men that you brought in and he's been a two way guy. Like this is a dude that just won a chip and it's a, it's a recognized. He was a name. starter on a team that won a title. He, he played Six at Oregon before. state. Like yeah. he's got all these different tie-ins to why it's a big deal. I, you know, I, I think the interesting thing with GP two is I think the reason they didn't announce the injury, the surgery my theory, it's just a theory. Okay. When you go back to when they were making decisions on who to give a contract to, it kind of seemed like it boiled down to him and Bruce Brown. Did it not? I mean, that's kind of the, yeah, vibe that, was, that, that was the other guy they were looking at. And so if you don't go Bruce Brown, you go GP two. 
what are you met with if you go, hey, we've paid GP this amount of money. He just got core surgery. He might be out for six months. You're going to be met with immediate, oh, pitchforks and knives. And well, right, but you were met with that anyway when you announced it. Like, you got you to gotta just, you know, at, a, a, certain, at yeah. a certain point, you got to just ignore the, you know, as, if, if, if it wasn't like something totally egregious, like, and the reason that I had to keep telling people that this wasn't the same thing as the Festus Azili thing is that Festus Azili, by like before he signed with the Blazers in 2016, he had already had season-ending knee surgery with the Warriors. We all kind of knew he had this yeah. degenerative condition where it was like not a surprise. Like honestly, as soon as they signed him, I remember most people saying he's probably never going to play, and they probably just signed him as like salary, you know, filler in a trade, which ended up never happening because he had to have another surgery. But I t- I tend not to mean this is a negative anyway I, I actually think it's kind of a compliment even though it might not sound like it uh-huh. I've, li- I've, I've lived here my whole life man I've seen this city and it, it it circles around this franchise in a way that very few cities and fan bases do with with NBA basketball because uh-huh. it's our our big prize right the people who complain or freak out and scream Festus Azili and what a mistake and oh he's just gonna get hurt and oh he's already missing a game I think the reason they're that way uh, is because of everything you name. Like, you get Bill Walton, you win a chip, you're on track to do it again, broken foot, I hate the franchise, goodbye. Uh, You get Brandon Roy, you get the Sabonis addition late, not in his prime, but still effective. You get the Game 7 collapse, you get Roy, Odin, etc. You get these things. It's why I jokingly say Portland can't have nice things. Because we get so close, and then it's taken away from us. Dame's been the one nice thing we've had in a decade and i think people are just conditioned here sean to overreact to the injuries and assume it's going to be the next big injury but in the same way that passion what happens when a player stays healthy and produces it turns into we can't trade josh hart there's no way you can trade josh hart it's the same fan way same worse fan. players than josh hart have been untouchable i'm old enough to remember the outrage when travis outlaw got traded for yes. uh, marcus camby <laughs> it was it was the nick batum is untouchable travis outlaw is untouchable hey craig smith might be something the rhino. The rhino it's like rudy fernandez was also untouchable for a while yes Sean, these are to me, and again, I mean it as like it's passion, but I think uh-huh. that I'm a, I think we're identifying in that that's the same fan, right? Yeah, and so I like there's got to be measured reason here, and yeah, it sucks that he's already maybe out for the first game after his first game, but man, this wasn't going to be a championship team this year. It's no. a multi year contract, we got to be realistic here, and I, I care more about his health long term and not freaking out about him missing the next game. This is also just, like, this injury. Like, it's not, like, a serious long-term injury, the core muscle thing. But I've talked to... I think I said this when Danny was on with me last week. But uh, I've talked... Because Nasir Little is the other guy besides GP and Dane that have had this surgery in the last year. And I've talked to Nasir about this before. Because he's now had three major injuries in the last year. He had the shoulder mm-hmm. surgery. He had the core muscle. And he has this hip surgery that he's dealing with now. And I, you know, I was just talking to him like a couple weeks ago. And I asked him, like, which of the, out of the three, which one is the worst one to live with day to day? And he said that out of the three, the one that was like the most painful just on an everyday basis was the core muscle one. Because you can't even, like, if you laugh, if you, like, if you, like, exert too much energy laughing, like, it hurts your stomach, and then that's connected to, like, your pelvis and, and all this other, like, he just, like, from the, in terms of, like, day-to-day pain management, and if you're Gary Payton, 
you know, he his entire career has been getting calls up, call-ups from the G League and being on these one-year minimum deals or these non-guaranteed deals, or I think he was on a two-way with the Wizards at one point or something, or, like, getting these 10-day contracts and, like, not really having a solid place in the league. Mm-hmm. And he felt like he had, when, when, you know, when Chauncey has talked about, like, the mental side of it with him. And, you know, Gary himself, when we've asked him about it, he's kind of downplayed it. He has, so far I've gotten the idea, like, he seems like a really fun guy and a fun personality, but he doesn't really say much. He doesn't really go into much detail. But the sense that I've gotten from Chauncey and from other people is that for the first time in Gary's career, he signed a multi-year contract. He has job security now. He doesn't have to worry about, if I don't play through this injury and gut it out, I'm not going to get my next contract. And so now that he has that security for the first time, he can be like, okay, now if I have to sit out an extra couple weeks to really get this right, I can do that. And it's not going to cost me the rest of my career and not getting another contract. 